0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Yeah, he's back. We got Andrew Donaldson, conservative radio host and commentator with Young Voices. Managing editor of Ordinary Times Magazine and a widely published writer has an extensive and impressive resume, very smart fellow. Um, Andrew, good to have you on the show. Brother, how are you?
1: I appreciate you having me back again. Always a thrill to talk to you, sir.
0: Same here, man. All right, y'all got a doozy. We're gonna talk about the mixed messaging inside of the Republican Party as it relates to vaccinations. It was heavily personified in the Candace Owens interview, but the truth is. That rift has been with the party for a minute now. And we may, if we got time, we're going to get into the potential indictment of Donald Trump as it relates to voter election tampering in the state of Georgia. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about those items, my dear brother. So I will give you an opportunity to express your sentiment and respond.
1: Well, let's start with the vaccine stuff. Donald Trump came out and said something good. Uh, This, of course, went over uh, kind of surprising to some folks, but what he said on its face just in and of itself in a vacuum was really good. He said you know, elected officials, politicians, he called them gutless if they wouldn't admit their vaccine status. And I agree with him. If you're an elected official, I would extrapolate that out. If you're a commentator, if you're on TV, if perhaps you have a network television show where you talk about vaccines a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, your audience probably deserves to know whether or not you got the vaccine. Like Tessa Carlson. Well, I'm just saying if you sit in a multi-million dollar contract.
0: No, no, brother, call him out.
1: I can't, I don't even, honestly, on my website, we don't even use his name. I think he's such a bad (laughs) faith act. (laughs) <laughs> it's like nailing jello to the wall. I don't care for the individual at all. I don't even like acknowledging him if I can help it. But here's the thing, he sits in the office in a multi million dollar company, billion yep. dollar company probably. You have restrictions in those companies, you have contracts, multi million dollar contracts. You should be upfront with your vaccine vaccine issues whether you got it or not, especially if you're going to tear it down and do conspiracy theories and this thing. So on this one point, I think Donald Trump said something absolutely correct. Politicians should tell us exactly why. Or or why not? And they should be upfront, why or why not, because it would cut through a lot of these noise because we have a lot of them that kind of want to play both ways. They want to kind yeah. of uh, play footsies with the folks that are the anti-vax crowds and the conspiratorial crowds without actually going all the way there and hurting themselves. Uh, that's not fair, we should call them out on that. And for this one thing, I'm agreeing with what he said.
0: Andrew, I agree with much of what you've said, but I'm going to push back on a couple of points. Sure. The narrative right now, the conflict in the narrative actually started with Donald Trump himself. And he's trying desperately to disassociate himself with the conflict he created while he was president of the United States. And that conflict was, as you know, he came out while the vaccinations were being created and some were being approved. He came out with the conspiracy theorist. And he said everything from using bleach to putting a UV light inside of your body in order to eradicate COVID-19. And his surrogates who were really just yes men, right? They were like, "Oh yeah, 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 we're looking into that, Mr. President, we really are. But what he did in that moment is he not only aligned his political narrative to the extreme conspiracy theorists of the party, it, it took a life of his own and now you have the natural realization of it. Well, of course, they're anti-vax because they assumed he was anti-vax. And then he started to do some things that showed no, 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 He, he he's taking the vaccination. But he refuses to take the vaccination and actually take a photo of taking the vaccination. Like So he's still playing both sides himself, would you not agree?
1: I think that's mostly all fair. There's two things with Donald Trump here. One is, and I talked about this when I wrote about this morning, in praising what he said in the vacuum of what he said. This is also very self-serving because it's very convenient for him because he gets to talk about the good part that he was president when the vaccines rolled out. And we know how that works. You're in the chair, you get the credit no matter whether you had a lot to do with it or not. So he gets to focus on the good part without the bad part, which is his horrific history of the messaging. There's another part to this too that I think we need to talk about because it fits into his history as much as he loves uh, syncophetic devotion, as much as he likes people praising him. He also has a habit of cutting those people down publicly from time to time. I don't think we can discount that with the Candace Owen interview. I think he likes to be contrarian. I think he likes putting people in their place sometimes. There may be a wide element of that too. And this is just a good issue to do it because he knows which way the wind's blowing. I wouldn't discount that part of this also.
0: Yeah, and let me read some of the stats because when you look at Republican politics in general, Donald Trump is more in sync with the average Republican as it relates to the vaccine. So Gallup Poll released their study and it showed that 56% of Republicans have already been vaccinated. 68% of right leaning independents already been vaccinated. Naturally 92% of Democrats have been vaccinated, okay? So he's with the majority of his party as far as the people, right? But here's the reality, the anti-vax crew crew—they're loud, they've never been the majority like his strength that 30%, maybe 28% it vacillates, has never been the majority. But that 28 to 30% of hardcore Trump supporters, they have been able to be so loud and so effective at stopping the majority sentiment of the Republican Party. And making them basically become their surrogates for lack of a better word, Of their worst instinct in the political narrative. Look at this, brother. When January 6th first happened, you had major conservative leaders come out and denounce it. Those major conservative leaders have now apologized for denouncing it. And still, the majority of Americans believe what happened on January 6th was wrong. But the majority of Republicans. 52% are now saying it was necessary. Your party is imploding, brother. But but tell me how this is not at least in part due to the leadership structure around Donald Trump, and I'm not talking about just Trump. I'm talking about the people that were there before him, Lindsey Graham and others, how do they not bear blame in this debacle?
1: They do. And let's back up a little bit. You got Donald Trump taking over the Republican Party because what you thought was leadership or thought was the power structure turned out to be either a phantom or way weaker than we thought or that wouldn't have happened in the first place. That's that's So I think what you're dealing with here is Trump provided, he filled a vacuum either ideologically or power wise or whatever. He filled a vacuum and he allowed a lot of these people to be what they already want. And he let them do what they already wanted to do. Now Trump's just the excuse and they can follow him. So why does those two things always seem to collide? I think that's why there there was already these issues ahead of time. Trump just amplified him. There was already mm-hmm. a tendency to play with these conspiratorial elements inside the fringes of the right wing. And he just gave them an excuse to kind of mainstream all this stuff. They yeah. had that 20, 28, 30, 32%, whatever that you know, shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue group. Remember we used to refer to right to them that way, yeah. uh, that group has a real good habit of being consistent on what they're doing. But then they creep into whatever the narrative of the day is, and the narrative of the day is COVID, it's vaccines, so they're creeping in using those things. They do the same thing with January 6th, as horrific as it was, they'll start pecking at the edges of it and trying to draw people off. It's important to keep the big picture perspective, January 6th was wrong, it was terrible. The vaccines are good, they're not putting nanobots into your bloodstream. You just have to keep the big picture, not get the minutiae with those folks because they're really, really good dragging you into it and trying to skew people's perspectives.
0: you know, And I cannot neglect the conversation about racist people in America because Donald Trump, he makes racist white people excited. Racist white people do support Donald Trump and I'm talking about the extreme racist white people. Racism exists on the spectrum, it, it exists on the spectrum, yeah. okay? Trump has the KKK crowd, he got the Klan 100%. Now there's no coincidence, brother. That Donald Trump was the last Republican in this country who still said Obama was not born in America. He was still saying this ridiculous made up conspiracy about the then president of the United States. And he did it to his reward because racist people rewarded him when Republicans were saying, "Oh, you know what, we're going to drop it. No. President Obama was really born in America, he refused to drop it. So I can't dismiss that element. Um, Let's talk about quickly because we got a few minutes, what may happen to Donald Trump in Fulton County. The Fulton County DA Bonnie Willis has said that they are very close to making a decision about uh, whether or not to indict Donald Trump on election uh, tampering. What are your thoughts about that? And then I will give you my response.
1: Yeah, the DA in Fulton County. This is probably, if you're going to do something criminal-wise, this is probably the best shot at doing it. She is talking about taking the grand jury process for this. That would probably be the legally appropriate way of going about this. I feel like we always got to prerequisite these things a little bit. With there's there's a big element of we're going to actually get him this time with some of these stories. A grand jury, as we know, that is step 20 and 21 of a 100-step process of getting somebody convicted. There's sure. a lot that's going to go into it, and this the kind of case they're going to have to. Bring Bring whether it's you know solicitation of a crime. There's a long list of ways they could try to approach this. This is going to not going to be an easy conviction. Even though we know what he said was wrong, the pressure on Raffensperger, the Georgia officials. We know what he said was wrong. We know it was probably legally wrong getting a conviction because these kind of criminal trials, they all hinge on intent and mindset. So even though he blatantly said it, getting a conviction beyond reasonable doubt is going to be difficult. But if you're going to do it, this DA, I think she has the right choice. She's keeping her head down. She's going through the grand jury process. That's probably going to be the appropriate way to try to address this legally.
0: I agree with you and just one note, When you read the letter of the law, the statutory code of Georgia, he did in fact break the law, I'm going to read it for the sake of the viewers. Georgia code title 21 elections subsection 21-2-604 says a person commits the offense of criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in the first degree. When with intent that another person, in this case Raffensperger, that another person engage in conduct constituting a felony under this article he or she solicits request commands or otherwise attempts to cause the other person to engage in such conduct. for the longest, the main narrative has been has been no he 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 was just asking questions. He just made a request. He just said, "Hey, I need to find this many votes." Well, according to the law, a mm-hmm. request constitutes a felony violation when you make that request to a government official. There's another, part of the law that specifically applies to a government official making the request to a government official. There's another rendition of the law. So you have multiple statutory violations here, and we shall see if a grand jury sees it the way I see it. Brother, always good to have you on the program, man. Tell people how they can follow you and check you out.
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter at four for the fire ordinary times.com where I write young voices have my own show I heard tell on all the podcasting platforms and YouTube and always appreciate the time and the conversation with you, sir. Happy to be with you.
0: All right, man, I tell you all the time, brother, you make too much damn sense to be a Republican, but we're working on that.